Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. This is NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Now, with a look at local, regional, and international NASCAR racing, here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. Welcome to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. I am Hannah Newhouse, joined as always by Kyle Rickey. And Kyle, it's been a busy couple weeks for you out in Daytona between speed weeks and racing along the high banks. Are you excited to be back home, even though it's only for a short uh, 48 hours before we head to Vegas? I am very excited to be home for what I'm guessing is about 38 hours before we head to Vegas. It was a long, long and, and emotional and at times stressful couple of weeks in Daytona. We did the show from, or I did the show from New Smyrna last week, and it feels like a month ago. Uh, a lot has happened, obviously, in the time since then, but yeah, we're... Uh, we're ready to get back at it at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway here in a couple days. And you'd mentioned there, uh, you went out to the short track of New Smyrna Speedway where they wrapped up their speed weeks. When we last talked, there was a couple nights of racing, which is hard to believe left, considering they'd already raced for about a week or so prior to that. Uh, we saw some familiar names get back into victory lane, such as Ty Majeski. We'll have him on a little bit later in the show, but ended an exciting week there in Daytona. Yeah, um, we were on last week uh, on Wednesday, and there was still three or four nights, three I guess three nights of racing left to go. Thursday night, Jamie Skinner continued his dominance in the Pro Late Models. Great modified race on Thursday night. In fact, uh, one of the best modified races I think I've ever seen between Anthony Nocella and Tony Hirschman. Photo finish, or, or Matt Hirschman rather, photo finish at the checkered flag. It took a long time to figure out who won the race. Closest finished ever at .032 seconds. Uh, And I want to say it was even closer than that, if you look at it by the naked eye. Um, Brad May won the Super Late Models on Thursday night. Friday night, Jamie Skinner won the Pro Late Models. Again, Matt Hirschman picked up the Richie Evans 100 and also buttoned up the week-long championship on Friday night. And on Saturday night, the headline was Ty Majeski winning the Orange Blossom 100 for the super late models and that uh, checkered flag came less than 24 hours after he slid upside down on his roof in the nascar gander outdoors truck series race with nice motorsports the night before so a lot happening want to congratulate all the champions out at new smyrna uh jamie skinner picking up the pro late model championship by two points over connor mozak uh in the modifieds it was matt hirschman by 32 points over craig lutz a good consistent week for craig and we expected him to be a contender on the tour this year. Super late models, Derek Griffith, the kid from New England, went down and claimed the championship by 10 points over the track favorite in Brad May. And the Florida Modified trend all week as well. Good field for them. Travis Eddy winning the championship by 32 points over Wayne Parker. So a lot of racing, good car counts throughout the entire week. And like we had talked last week, um, the crowds were, were incredible all week, especially for the ARCA East race to kick off the week on Monday night. 
and talk about turning things around for Ty Majeski. Like you'd said, that was on his lid and then came back to win a super late model race the next night. We'll have him on a little bit later. But before we do that, uh, the NASCAR Arc or the Arca Menard Series West kicks off their season. I know it's a dollar. It's a dollar in that jar. I need to get that jar. Um, they kick off their season this up and coming weekend out at Las Vegas, but not on the dirt track. We've been there the last couple of years, but they are returning back to the bull ring right outside of the big track there for their season opener, the Star Nursery 150, doubled up with a super late model header. So looking forward to that with my super late model roots, but uh, excited to see that series return back to the bull ring, Kyle. Kyle Busch has entered, I think, in that super late model race. Is Hannah Newhouse entered in that super late model race? Oh, I, I wish. The bullring and me have never really gotten along that well, but uh, I would love to get the chance to go out there. I don't think our flights line up very well with that, though, Kyle, unfortunately. You want to be my spotter? Have, God, no, you don't want that. But we'll have plenty <laughs> of time to get out there and spectate if you want. Great super late model car count expected um, and a good, uh, uh, pretty solid K&N, sorry, dollar, yep. Arco West car count uh, lined up as well for, for their season opener for the first time in eight years on the asphalt track. They had been at the, the dirt track the last couple of years, moving back to the bull ring uh, where Kyle Busch and Kurt Busch were, uh, were born, I guess, uh, as far as becoming NASCAR stars. And one of the storylines headed into the season as well was Bill McAnally releasing their driver lineup. Uh, they've been contenders for the championship for as long as I can remember, with winning many championships as far back as well. Uh, they have a pretty interesting driver roster this year, a lot of diversity, two female drivers, two dirt drivers making the transition onto pavement. Excited that we're going to get Bill on the line here in just a little bit to talk to him, but uh, quite the diverse lineup they have, Kyle. Yeah, you got uh, Jesse Love, who a uh, good late model racer, in fact, did really well at the uh, the uh, New Smyrna Speedway last week. Uh, you mentioned Gio Selzy. He's coming from the dirt ranks, as is Holly Holland, a, a Toyota development driver. She's been in their pipeline now for a couple of years and has shown well on dirt. Gracie Trotter has come up through the Carolinas uh, with legend cars and, and uh, bandoleros on the summer shootouts on Tuesday nights. Uh, grew up, uh, grew into super late models and now gets her first crack at ARCA West competition. And Lawless Allen, who has found some success on the West Coast. We've uh, taught, mentioned his name quite a bit when it comes to the Irwindale Speedway in California. He'll be uh, a part of that team this weekend in a fifth car. So, uh, Bill's bringing the entire fleet this weekend to the bull ring. That he is, and I'm looking forward to talking to Bill. We'll get him up on the guest line here when we return on NASCAR Coast to Coast. Wheeland designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Wheeland product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Wheeland is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. Welcome back to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. The ARCA West Series kicks their season off this up-and-coming weekend, but at the Las Vegas Bullring, not the dirt track this year, and one of the teams bringing a stout driver lineup is Bill McAnally, and he joins us now on the guest line. First off, Bill, thanks for coming on NASCAR Coast to Coast. Well, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. We talked about a little bit in the opening segment here. Five drivers, five very young drivers. Uh, what's the anticipation to get the season started with these drivers and really the 2020 season? 
well, just getting them that valuable seat time and and starting the development. Uh, we've got a lot of dirt experience with some of these drivers, not a whole lot of asphalt experience. Uh, Jesse Love at the, the age of 15 comes with probably the most asphalt uh, circle track experience. We've added Lawless Allen uh, to the program this week, and he'll bring uh, some experience. But between Geo and Gracie and Holly, there's not a lot of experience. There are a ton of potential, and uh, we're going to get it out of them. It's just going to take a while. Uh, lots of potential, potential indeed. Uh, and we've talked about it on the show before. Nine-time championship owner in the West Series, what was the NASCAR Kane and Pro Series West, now the ARCA Menards West Series. I want to know, and last year you won a championship with Derek Krause, I want to know where you find all this talent. How much do you go out looking? How many of these youngsters come to you looking for the opportunity to be a part of the NASCAR, or for, uh, be a part of your West Series team? Well, we're, we're always looking, paying attention to, to local drivers that are, are getting it done and doing a job and some of the touring series, but we pay close attention to that. And, and we do hear from, from a lot of drivers. We get a, a lot of interest, and that helps. But I'll tell you, the thing that's helped us the most, Kyle, is we've been a, a Toyota development team now for 12 years, and Toyota's Jack Irving and the group there, they seek out some amazing talent. that They're at dirt tracks. They're everywhere um, spending, spending time looking for, for the potential and young drivers coming up. And that's helped a lot. We do a lot of testing with, with TRD throughout the year. Even when we don't need drivers, we're testing drivers and looking for future future talent. And I'm glad you'd mentioned that there, the TRD pipeline. We've seen a lot of drivers come through it, including Christopher Bell, who made his debut this past weekend as a cup driver. So it's proven there. But with Toyota, it's more than just on track. I know that you guys have a lot of hands in these drivers and grooming them off the racetrack. What does that look like, especially for these young drivers who are starting relatively at the bottom level of NASCAR right now in the ARCA series and looking to work their way up? Well, Toyota has an extensive program. They, they get them in the gym. They work them out. They teach them how to eat properly, how to hydrate themselves. They've got simulators that the drivers can go to racetracks and drive on that are so realistic, it's unbelievable. And uh, it's just an amazing program. But also out of the car, we work with them. We'll place them with sponsors and get them used to working with a sponsor. 15-year-old Jesse Love took him to dinner with uh, some sponsors. And at 15 years old, the kid carried the table at dinner, um, talking and, and visiting. And it's just amazing what these kids can do at such a young age. It's and to listen to Cole Custer now, who's one of our drivers in the past, that it was it was hard to get him to say two words or a laugh about Todd Gilliland. He, I'd have to order his chicken nuggets for him because he was scared <laughs> to talk to the waitress, you know. And these kids, they just come so far so quick. But it's important. It's part of the package. They've got to be able to go light up a room and carry a room, carry dinner, conversation. They've got to be able to talk to the media, such as you guys. And uh, there's there's just a lot out of the car that they've got to be able to do, too, to move forward. Yeah, it, it is amazing. And you mentioned two names there in Cole and Todd, how far they have come since we first started covering them 
a number of years ago now here on NASCAR Coast to Coast and on the Motor Racing Network in general. I want to talk about the West Series as a, as a whole right now. You have been deeply rooted in this series now for, it seems like ever, uh, again, the NASCAR Kane and Pro Series West, now the Arca Menards West. 10 races this season. Is that a good number for this new model that uh, NASCAR and ARCA are implementing here this season? Yeah, I think it's great. It gets us into some of the old, traditional, historic venues. We get to still get up in, in the Washington market and Idaho and Denver, Colorado, uh, places that build a lot around our races. Going up to Denver, Colorado, it's amazing our our race, our Arca Menards race that we'll have there, it is the largest motorsports activation that Napa has all year long. They'll get twelve hundred people, uh, Napa owners, their customers, their employees that come out and have hospitality and they they have entitlement sponsor at that race. But some of these venues that we go to, they don't get a big motorsports event that comes into their town and i'm glad that we get to continue doing that the west coast is a whole different demographic than the east coast and uh i w- it needs it and it's used and you look at the grandstands and and the people embrace us when we come into these towns so i'm glad we're still hitting those but then with the arkham and side with the uh showdown challenge that they have there's 10 great races there. You get a driver ready and go go run some of the bigger tracks. And we're doing that with our drivers this year, not only the the West, but we're going to run some of the, the showdown races too to give them the experience on the bigger tracks. And that's definitely something that counts when these drivers are looking to move up. And being so young, that, that always helps them in the long run. But, Bill, you'd mentioned it there, your partnership with Napa and the activations that they run – that's been a longstanding partnership with you. It's brought in sponsorship to the races, to these teams, and even followed some of them up through the ranks here. How did that all start? And, you know, what's the relationship like between you guys and Napa being such a longstanding partnership? Well, it's uh, it's 30 years this year, Hannah. It's incredible. It's one of the longest uh, partnerships in motorsports. And it's just a great tie to business, selling auto parts and racing. You couldn't ask for a better tie and it, it started when I was racing local, late models here locally at All-American Speedway back in 1990. They started helping me, and we won a, a NASCAR a weekly championship. And they just uh, started activating and going to the races, and we'd put our car in front of stores and promote sales events and grand openings and just continued. I had a vice president of NAPA tell me very early in my partnership with them that, as long as you help us sell auto parts, we, we like your racing. That's all good and fun, but we're about selling auto parts. And you make your race and help us sell auto parts, we'll have a long relationship. And 30 years proves it. Three decades worth of relationship there. Uh, an incredible partnership indeed. I want to talk to you about the NASCAR Gander Truck Series program. We had mentioned Derek Krause a little bit earlier, winning the championship with you last year in the West, moving up into the national series of nascar what went into that decision bill in taking him national and and taking your team national well derek proved that he's ready there's no doubt about it he's a special young man that uh, gets it done on the track and off the track for us and uh we just we wanted to help him uh 
the the cost to go truck racing and for these kids to be able to to get themselves in a ride is very expensive and we had an opportunity to pick up some trucks back in 2018 and kind of used phoenix as a barometer i wanted to see what we could put out there and as a team if we could contend at, at that series it's it's different i'll tell you we we unloaded the truck out of the trailer. Everybody else, before we got our truck off the lift gate, they were sitting in tech line ready to go. I mean, it's definitely a step up in the the way that you need to be prepared and go. But right that first time in November, uh, Derek ran out there. We were able to practice in the top five. He finished eighth in the field. So it let me know if, that if I invest in this and continue to build it, I, I was sure we could be contenders. And uh, – I just slowly started picking up trucks. Last year we did five races and we're able to bring in a partnership with a, a local businessman out of Stratford, Wisconsin, Bill, Bill Hugerman. Big help, big support. I wouldn't be able to do it by myself. Our partners with Napa and Enios, we've got some help from them and we're truck racing full time in 2020. And we're looking forward to following that storyline as the season continues and you guys come off of that great run in Daytona with Derek, but Bill, I have to ask you here. You're a busy man. You've got five ARCA cars that are running virtually full-time. You've now got this truck team. You've got your hands very much in All-American Speedway out in California with promotion and all of the stuff with Napa. What does a day in the life of Bill... Ma- uh, Bill, What what does a day look like for you? I mean, it's it's got to be crazy. Well, it starts early and goes late, but I'll tell you, Hannah, it's, it's about the people and with with the great people we have, it wouldn't be, it, it takes them on the race side, on my auto care business side, the promotion sides at the track. And it's, it's a lot of people. I get to be the figurehead and get my name and title on everything and get the awards, but it, it takes an amazing group of people and I'm fortunate to have a lot of them. Well, we're fortunate to have you as well. And all those drivers and cars in these series and bill, we wish you the best of luck this up and coming season. Thank you again for coming on and we'll see you this weekend out at Las Vegas. Sounds great. Thank you guys very much. Looking forward to it. That was Bill McAnally, owner of the ARCA West and as well as a Gander Outdoor Truck Series team as we get ready to go racing in Las Vegas. But before we do that, we're going to talk to Ty Majeski here on the guest line when we return on NASCAR Coast to Coast. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. And we talked about it in the beginning of the show. Ty Majeski with a wild week down in Daytona from being upside down on the high banks to winning yet another super late model race. He joins us now on the guest line. First off, Ty, thanks for coming on NASCAR Coast to Coast. Absolutely. Appreciate you guys having us. Anytime there. And we, we talked about it there just a second ago. Wild week for you at Daytona. You ran the Gander Outdoor Truck Series race on the high banks. Luck just not panning out your way. But then the next day, going over to the short track of New Smyrna and capturing yet another super late model win. What were the emotions in that 48-hour period for you? Yeah, obviously 
<laughs> certainly disappointed Friday night. Uh, thought we had a truck that could have certainly contended uh, for the win on Friday night, and um, disappointed that it ended up the way that it did. But obviously, we all know that it's a product of um, of restrictor plate racing, and um, just being at Daytona in a pack, um, the trucks are uh, run so close together, and the runs are so great. Um, things are bound to happen, and uh, you mix that with uh, some experience, inexperience in the field, including myself. Um, you know, I, I ended up being at the wrong place at the wrong time, but there's a lot of guys with not a lot of plate experience um, in that race, and um, it showed there early. Just um, it seemed like we we're just trying to. Some of the guys are just being way too aggressive for um, you know just 10 laps into the race there. So um, you know, we were, we had a plan to actually bail out of there. Uh, if we felt like if it, it was getting too exciting, and uh, we thought we were on a you know in a safe spot there, right? And I think he's sixth or seventh in line on the bottom, and uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, got tagged in the door there and uh, went for a little bit of a wild ride. But then it was uh, really cool to uh, come back and, and, and get my hundredth win. Uh, New Smyrna Speedway the next week made for a cool story. Um, obviously, going from being on my lid to uh, being in victory lane the following night. That was in the Orange Blossom 100, the uh, the final night of racing at New Smyrna Speedway on Saturday night. A stacked field, Ryan Moore, Anthony Surgery, Brad May, Derek uh, Griffith, who ultimately won the championship down there, Bubba Pollard. You led the final 28 laps en route to the win, but uh, how tough was the field out there on, on Saturday? Yeah, it was really tough. I mean, guys like Brad May and Anthony Surgery and a lot of the locals, and on top of that, like you said, Bubba Pollard and um steven nassie i mean it was a really uh one of the more stacked orange blossom 100s that i've been a part of i think i've done i don't know three or four of them now and one that was my second one i think uh uh saturday night so obviously a strong strong field of cars uh those locals man they know just where to run on the track to keep you behind them uh, i rode behind sergi there for i don't know it felt like an eternity maybe 80 laps or so um right on his bumper so um, thankfully I was able to, uh, pull a fast one on him and make the pass on the outside after trying to get him on the bottom for so many, so, so many laps. And you'd mentioned it there. 100 wins is what that was for you. Did you ever think that that would be a staple mark that would come to you at only 25 years old? I mean, we have people that race their entire lives and don't even get half of that, but to be 25 years old and have a hundred super late models to your, uh, wins to your name i mean did you think that was attainable for you guys at one point uh certainly not when we put it together you know we kind of put the late model programmer and late model program together um in 2014 and um only had five wins in 2014 and then uh in 2015 we really got rolling and i think we were upwards of 20 wins and in 2016 we had almost 30 wins and um you know just a testament to my entire team i mean those guys work so hard i mean we raced like almost 60 times uh, in 2016 while we were chasing the national championship as well as super late model racing. So um, the hard work and, and, and most mostly volunteer work at that um, is, is pretty special for our team from Wisconsin. And um, they're a group of racers that love to race. And, um, and I love to race as well, obviously. And, uh, and it, it's a great relationship with, with, the, with the crew guys. And then uh, of course my crew chief, Toby Noodleman. And on top of that, my car owners, uh, Brad and Nancy Mance that it's a, uh, it's certainly been a, a ride. Um, very thankful to, to have been given that opportunity and, um, you know, surround myself with great people. And uh, we've always had good equipment and good things happen when you put all those three things together. So, uh, like I said, just very thankful. And, um, you know, hopefully we can continue and continue to put wins on the board.
So two-part question for you. Uh, with 100 wins, one, do you, what do you remember about win number one? And, and two, which of those 100 wins stands out the most, if you can even narrow that down? Oh, man, that's a, that's a tough one. Uh, I would say my first win was Rockford Speedway for the Big 8 race. I think this was in 2011. I was only like 16 years old. And I started on the pole at Rockford. I don't know if you guys know what type of a track Rockford is, but it's a, basically a single groove track, and you run the top, and it's a small quarter mile and rough, and it's really hard to pass. I certainly did not have the fastest car, um, but I got inverted to the pole and held off guys like Bobby Wilberg and Jeremy Miller and uh, Steve Rubeck, guys who are you know, staples in, in limited late model racing um, up in the Midwest. So um, it was that was a special win for me. And, um, you know, to answer your other question, there's a lot of races that, that stand out to me. Um, obviously winning my first big uh, region or outside of the Midwest region was the Governor's Cup in, in 2015. Um, that was kind of the first, my first big win. Um, and, and it kind of set um, – you know, set the standard for, you know, what we thought we could do and what we were capable of. And uh, from then it just took off from there, from setting the track record at the Derby to winning, you know, three Governor's Cups in a row, back-to-back Rattlers, um, the Winter Showdown. Um, you know, we've had a, a lot of really cool wins. One, another one that's really special to me was actually um, running the Trans Am car at, uh, at Road America. I'm obviously an oval guy. Um, so for me to jump into the, a road course car and, and do well and, and win at Road America um, was one that stood out to me for sure. It's been really cool to see that they you guys get that opportunity being, you know, like you said, short track oval guys and getting to go run those Trans Am cars. I know Ford is really good about putting drivers in those situations right there. But that kind of bridges to the next question here. You've had a pretty diverse schedule just in the last couple of years running, you know, the part-time Xfinity deal with Roush a couple of years ago, ran an ARCA collected wins there, and now you've landed here at Nice Motorsports with the trucks. How did this relationship with Nice start, and uh, you know what expectations do you guys really have set for this year in the truck series? Yeah, so actually I got a text from Phil Gold. Um, obviously, he was, he was the longtime crew chief at Roush, so I had known him. He was Ryan Reed's crew chief um, during my tenure there at Roush. And so I knew of Phil, and um, he obviously landed a job at Nice um, at the beginning of last year. And, um, you know, at that time, Ross hadn't um, declared to run the whole truck series. And there were some openings in the in the 45 truck. And, and Phil, you know, reached out to me and asked if I'd be interested in running a truck. And um, at that point, I'd only had uh, six or seven ARCA races on my schedule, plus late model races. Uh, so I said, sure, yeah, let's try to put something together. And um, I was in touch with Cody Ifa over at Nice, and um, it was kind of we were trying to put a seven race deal together and we were close on it. Then Ross decided that he was going to, um, to declare for the truck series championship. So that kind of postponed it a little bit. And, um, so I've, you know, have been in contact with him ever since then and, uh, trying to put a program together and a race popped up at the end of last year in Phoenix. Uh, they wanted me to go there and run it and, um, qualified fifth, had to start in the back, uh, almost had a top, t- top 10 run there. And, um, you know, they, I, I sold them, uh, after that race and they wanted to sign me up for full time in 2020. And, um, obviously extremely thankful for the opportunity to, to finally do full time. As you mentioned, um, I've had a diverse schedule, um, always part time, you know, races here and there. And it's certainly tough, um, for a guy with not a lot of experience, um, you know, running, running in, in NASCAR in general. 
and um, to have some uh, solidity in my schedule and know that I'll be running week in and week out and battling for a championship will be uh, certainly beneficial for me. Battling for that championship in the NASCAR Gander and RV Outdoors Truck Series, which started last week in Daytona, continues this weekend in Las Vegas. But when you look at your entire calendar, have you been able to map out how many super late model races you're going to be able to get in around the truck program? Yeah, I've been. Uh, we've been working on it. Uh, we're working on um, sponsorship dollars for the super late model program. Um, so we're working through exactly what that schedule is going to be. Uh, but I'll be doing some, you know, some racing on that side for sure. Um, thinking it'll probably be around 15, uh, maybe 20 races, depending on how it goes. So uh, obviously we'll be at uh, Slinger Nationals, uh, Dixieland 250, um, Snowball Derby, hopefully in, in December, and and hopefully a few others. Um, I've always wanted to go up to the Oxford 250. Uh, it's such a big race in the Northeast and pays really well. And it works out. It finally works out in my schedule this year. Um, so that's one that I have targeted on my list as well. And I have to ask here, last question for you. I have, you know, my bucket list of races that I've been to, and I've been fortunate that I've been to a lot of super late model races, but one race I have yet to attend and I have been told I must get to is Oktoberfest. I've heard that that is just, it is it is up there on the races. I mean, am I missing something by having not been to Oktoberfest? I would say for sure. The thing about Oktoberfest is it's probably only 20 to 40% actually racing. And the rest of it is okay. just partying. Uh, it's just a huge party there, and there's campers for as long as you can see. Uh, but there is racing every night, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. Uh, the super late models run something every single night as well as big eight late models and NASCAR late models. And uh, there's all kinds of racing. So if you love racing, and um, as people in Wisconsin would say, they love to drink beer up there. So there's a lot of that that takes, that takes place there too. So um, if that's up your Alley, that's uh, definitely a place for you. So, no, it's a, it's a really cool uh, venue and a really cool atmosphere uh, to be there for that entire week. Well, I'll definitely keep that one on my list there, and we hope that you can make it out to, like you said, the Oxford 250. Great race and great program that's put on out there. But, uh, Ty, thank you again for coming on today. Congratulations on the win last week, and we look forward to seeing you this up-and-coming weekend at Vegas. Sounds great. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. That was Ty Majeski, winner of the Orange Blossom 100 at New Smyrna last week and driver in the Gander Outdoor Truck Series for Nice Motorsports. But when we return here on NASCAR Coast to Coast, we'll tell you what to look for and who to watch this upcoming weekend at Las Vegas Bullring. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. The Arc Menard Series West kicks their season off this up-and-coming weekend at the Las Vegas Bullring, and we decided that that is the perfect opportunity to use them as our Whelan Engineering Track Spotlight. Each and every week, we highlight one of NASCAR's home tracks across the country where local stars make their names, and this week, the Las Vegas Motor Speedway Bullring. Um, Three-eighths paved oval was built in 1985 by Alex Rodriguez, who leased what was then called the Las Vegas Speedrome. The current owners of the Speedway Motorsports Incorporated bought the facility in 1998. 
It currently hosts four Wheel and All-American weekly classes, including super late models, bombers, the 602 modifieds, and super stocks, as well as six other classes. Hosts numerous touring series, including the season opener, like we mentioned this up-and-coming weekend, the Arca Menard Series West for the Star Nursery 100. Scott Gafferini has the most wins at the track, being 67, and the most track titles at six. And some familiar names have also came from the Las Vegas Bullring. Kyle Busch, with 25 wins at the track, he cultivated his racing career at the Bullring, as well as this past weekend's winner in the Xfinity Series, Noah Gregson. Local there has 14 wins as well. Many past Arca Menard Series winners, including Ron Hornaday, Greg Persley, and Ernie Cope. So we're looking forward to getting out to the Bullring at Las Vegas Motor Speedway this up-and-coming weekend for the Star Nursery 150. And Kyle, this is the first time that they've been there since 2012. The last time they were there, we saw Greg Persley uh, win that race. And I do not believe anyone that has entered in the field this up-and-coming weekend has raced there in an ARCA car. Well, they were all six at the time. <laughs> yes. Back when the last time the, they uh, they ran there, the West Series, uh, what, eight years ago now. So um, it's going to be a good field of cars, 17 right now on the entry list. We talked to Bill McAnally earlier and about his five drivers. Uh, Sam Mayer's going to be there, the, the new Smyrna winner in the East Season opener. He'll be there with GMS Racing. Uh, Trevor Huddleston, Blaine Perkins, they are there for Sunrise Ford. Austin Reed there for Jerry Pitts is the team owner. So a, a good, healthy field of cars. And I think we'll find out by the end of the night who the early favorite is or early favorites will be for the championship this year. Who do you got? Oh, see, that's a tough one there. Like you said, I think Bill McAnally has got a great uh, field there, but he definitely has some green drivers. Like he'd mentioned, mm. two of them coming from dirt. The other two being Jesse Love, who's one of the younger ones, has the most experience being 15 on asphalt and with stock cars. So um, I think that's going to be a season of learning for a lot of these drivers. I'm going to have to say an early pick might be, like you said, Trevor Huddleston. It's his third season with Sunrise Ford. He's got a lot of experience in these cars now. He's good at tracks like the Bullring. He was good at the dirt track last year, almost yep. won it there, but now we're at the Bullring. And so I think Trevor Huddleston will be a really good contender. We've got a lot of new faces, like you'd mentioned. Um, Jeremy Lest turned 17 last week, making his debut mm. in the K&N series. Zach Telford turned a lot of heads when he raced at Meridian and then again at Kern at the end of the year. He's a youngster as well, I believe, running a partial schedule. Uh, a lot of time in the junior late models at Madeira, looking to get some seat time under him as well at the Bullring. So I think Sam Mayer is going to be tough to beat, realistically speaking, at the Bullring, not running for the championship, but could start the season off with an upset on capturing that one and really shaking up the points. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all if he was able to pick up the win on Thursday night. But like you, I have Trevor Huddleston as the championship favorite. He knows the cars. He knows the racetracks. He's been around a while. And uh, I think, you know, he's going to give these kids a lesson each and every time he hits the racetrack. He'll be fun to watch. These kids will be fun to watch as well. The Gracie Trotters, the Geo Selzies, uh, the Holly Hollands of the world getting their uh, first laps for the most part in asphalt stock cars as far as Holly's concerned. And if you guys are unable to join us out on the West Coast in the desert for this race, again, you can follow all of this action on NBCSN's Track Pass, where you'll get to watch the ARCA West Star Nursery 150, as well as 
the super late models who are doubled up with them. It's looking to be a great feature with them. Star Kyle Busch will be out there uh, signing autographs alongside the ARCA West drivers at some point through the evening. So if you're out there earlier for the Cup weekend, be sure to get out to the bull ring. Kyle and I are going to try and make it out there. Uh, we'll see with the little jet lag. Kyle's got to leave here now and start packing for our flight yes. tomorrow, right? I just, I just, I just have to pull you away from the uh, the pool at the the hotel, and yes. uh, we'll uh, we'll get out to the short track. I was unfor- I was not one of the fortunate ones to be out in Daytona to get you know all of the suntan like the rest of you. Yeah. Well, I I was not on the boat. I know there are a lot of our guys <laughs> that rented the boat for a couple of days and went and had fun um, in the inlet there, but. Uh, I had to work, but yeah, you know, when you stand out in the corner, you're going to get some sun and it felt good because there's not a whole lot of sun here in Connecticut right now. Nor is there here in North Carolina. So we're looking (laughs) forward to getting out to the desert again. Watch it all on track pass this up and coming weekend. We look forward to kicking the West season off. So we will talk about this all again next week. We'll have a first series or first season winner uh, next week to talk about for the Arca Menard Series West. I'm Hannah Newhouse. He's Kyle Ricky for producers Alexa Henry and Brian Yesowich. This has been NASCAR Coast to Coast, and we will see you guys next week here on the Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Coast to Coast has been brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. NASCAR Coast to Coast can be found on MRN.com, Facebook, YouTube, or your favorite podcast provider. NASCAR Coast to Coast is a production of the Motor Racing Network. All rights reserved.